Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop. We work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance, and underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. Our solutions include a well-being portal, an audit service, bespoke guide, workshops, and leadership coaching. Find out more by visiting www.bodyshopperformance.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Ruth Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, your host, and it is a stunning morning here. I'm recording this very close to the release date. I've left it a bit fine this week. Looking out onto blue skies with a very large covering of uh, what looks to be snow cloud, I admit, but it looks fresh out there and I feel hopeful. You know, we have the vaccine, we're making great progress here in the UK. Whether you held that as the saviour of the coronavirus pandemic or not, it's definitely a positive sign. Spring's coming. I heard a lot more birdsong this morning than I normally do. So feeling good. And I hope you are too and hope you're staying healthy. Um, I'm also feeling good because I had a pretty good night's sleep. And that is the subject of today's podcast. Why we sleep? Why do we, why do, we do it? Now, I'm no scientist, as many of you will know, but I do read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I like to keep myself educated on, on this topic as well as others relating to well-being. And there's a couple of books, uh, three books, in fact, that I would recommend, and we will link to them in the show notes as well, that relate to sleep that are really good and have informed a lot of my ideas. And one of them, the main one, is by Professor Matthew Walker, and it's called Why We Sleep. A fantastic book. I would really suggest listening to his podcast with Joe Rogan as well and in other places and looking at some of his videos uh, of of the talks he's done. I've seen him talk live in London and it was a, a really, really interesting talk. He's a fantastic communicator, some amazing ideas. So, um, that's one book. The second one is Nick Littlehale's book, Sleep, which is also a fantastic read, shorter, more condensed. Really recommend that one. And then the third one is by Sean Stevenson, and it's called Sleep Smarter. So if you were to read those books, you'd know pretty much all there is at the moment to know about sleep. But uh, Matthew Walker's book is the one that's informed most of my ideas. And I think it's worth just just outlining, you know, what does a sleep cycle look like, first of all? And then what, why do we sleep? You know, what do we get from it? So a sleep cycle is about 90 minutes. Half of that is light sleep. So approximately 45 minutes is light sleep. And then of the remaining half, one quarter is deep sleep and the other quarter is REM sleep. So at very high level, light sleep is, as the name suggests, it's light sleep and it cycles us through the REM and deep sleep phases. Deep sleep is where we get a lot of the physiological and physical repair it's where we get the physiological adaptations from exercise. It's where we get cellular repair. So it's very much the restorative portion of sleep. REM sleep is rapid eye movement. And that's where we do our dreaming. It's where we do memory consolidation, learning consolidation, filing off of memories. Um, and it's a really important aspect of sleep. What we tend to see, if you've had, for example, a very physical day, uh, you may get more deep restorative sleep. If you're under a lot of emotional load, you may notice that you get more REM sleep. Now, this is broad strokes uh, are not hard and fast, but that is often what you'll see. Now, I use the Oura Ring. 
Ura is O-U-R-A, and that's URaRing.com. Again, I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, we've been supportive of the Ura Ring for years. I actually had Petri Latella, who was the founder of Ura, on one of the first episodes of the podcast. So you can also go back and check that out uh, when we were rookies at doing this. But it's, it gives me incredibly detailed and insightful sleep data. So I can see exactly uh, how my sleep cycles are put together. Having just said that it's light, deep REM, and that's a sleep cycle, and it lasts roughly 90 minutes, what you'll also observe about sleep is that the first part of the night, the first half of your sleep almost, will be, will be more deep sleep, and the second half will be more REM sleep, which I guess gives you some sort of scientific rigor to the old adage of an hour before midnight is worth two after. So definitely deep sleep in the first part of the night. If you have a short night of sleep, it'll often be the REM sleep that gets cut off. So that's in essence what a sleep cycle looks like. Now, one of the reasons we sleep is that it gives us an opportunity to repair and restore our body. It also gives us an opportunity to repair and restore our minds. As I said, file off memories and consolidate learning and so on. But it also serves to flush out the brain of something called beta amyloid plaques. And this is something that we're just learning about. Beta amyloid plaques are essentially proteins that, that harden in the brain And that is what we now think is one of the causes, one of the causes of Alzheimer's disease. So there are links now between insomnia and people who've had sleep issues and potential cognitive decline uh, later in life. So it it lends yet more weight to the argument that we really need to prioritize our sleep. Absolutely needs to be right up there as a non-negotiable, as it is for me. Sleep needs to start with a seven. If it doesn't, then I'll maybe take a nap or just double down on making sure that I can catch that sleep up the following night. You can't carry sleep depth over for for multiple days. So part of what the brain does when we sleep is it flushes out those beta amyloid plaques and therefore strengthens the brain against cognitive decline and mitigates our risk. Mitigates, not eliminates, mitigates our risk of cognitive decline. So that is one really important function of sleep. Um, and definitely uh, provides plenty of impetus for me to make sure that I'm getting that sleep. That is one thing um, I don't want to happen to me. Uh, My late father-in-law passed away of, amongst other things, Alzheimer's, and it is a really horrible thing, as many of you may know. So that's uh, that's one thing that we now know about sleep as well. And the other, which we've known about for a little while, is, is its role in appetite regulation. So when we're talking about Uh, weight management, energy management, managing our glycemic variability. So in other words, how high our blood sugar spikes across the day. Glycemic variability is one of the things that we believe contributes to longevity of health span as well. So managing your blood sugar is important for living a long and healthy life, as well as just managing your weight and managing your energy. But what happens again at very high level when we sleep or when we get a short night of sleep, for example, is that our ghrelin levels, which indicates hunger, communicates to the brain to eat, they become very, very elevated on a short night of sleep. And something called peptide YY, which influences satiety levels, in other words, it sort of tells us, whoa, stop, I'm full, yeah, slow down, stop eating, that becomes suppressed. So you have this perfect storm of tons of hunger signals and not a lot of satiety signals. And of course, you can see where that might lead you. So you wake up after a short night of sleep and your hunger is a bit out of control. Combined with that, if the brain hasn't had a good night's sleep, it will crave glucose, which is its primary, in fact, its only energy source. 
So you'll also be craving sugar, you'll be craving glucose, which is why if you've ever had a short night of sleep and you walk past a Pret-a-Manger, you'll be swinging in to get a pan au chocolat or, or some sort of refined carbs and a big chug of caffeine just to pep yourself up. Now that will work in the short term, um, work in the sense that it will give you energy, not in a healthy sense, but it'll spike your energy very, very quickly. So insulin will come out from the pancreas and bind to that glucose and take it out of the blood because the body doesn't like elevated blood sugar levels and you get this corresponding crash. Um, and that's, that's another part of the issue and related to the appetite control piece is that on a short night of sleep, your leptin levels can become dysregulated. So leptin is essentially like the fuel gauge in the, in the cells to let the brain know how much energy is there available in the cells. So if leptin levels are low, it will communicate to the brain, our levels are low, we need more energy. So the brain will crank up appetite and, and dial down metabolism. Conversely, if leptin levels say to the brain, look, we're high, we've got tons of energy in here, the brain will crank down appetite and crank up metabolism. And that's essentially how the body defines its set point. And leptin can become dysregulated on a short night of sleep as well. So you may get false signals to the brain. The last thing you want if you're managing your weight is a signal to say that we've got um, very little energy in the cells, whereas in fact, actually, there's tons of energy in there, but leptin is dysregulated because then you'll just pile on weight. Your metabolism will slow down. And that's the very opposite of what you would want to happen. So that's just a handful of um, reasons why sleep is important and what we're now starting to understand about sleep. It's a really, really interesting area. And um, as the science progresses, I will condense that into layman's terms and bring that to you. If you've got any questions about sleep or you're interested in finding out a little bit more about it, then I'd suggest reading those books that we'll link to in the show notes. I would also suggest going on our website, bodyshopperformance.com, clicking on the menu, um, I'm typing in the word sleep and you'll get all the blogs, vlogs and podcasts that we've ever put out on the subject. We've had Greg Potter on the podcast. We've had James Wilson, the sleep geek on the podcast. Um, I would love to try and get Matthew Walker, but that's one for the future. Um, so there's, there's a lot of information there. And of course, the health IQ quiz where you can jump onto the website, take the quiz and it'll ask you 24 very quick questions and give you an overall indicator of your health and a highly personalized report. So that's it from me. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out Saturday, have a wonderful weekend. Either way, stay healthy, um, stay out of Corona's way. And I hope you're doing well. We'll talk to you next week. All the very best for now. If you'd like to find out more about what we do for companies, head over to our website, bodyshopperformance.com. You'll also have the opportunity while you're there to take our health IQ quiz. If you'd like to find out more about how you sleep, your mental health, your energy, your body composition, digestive health, and your overall fitness for the rigors of life, take our short health IQ quiz and get a highly personalized report at the end. That's over there at the website, bodyshopperformance.com.